welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all.
That's a really nice introduction, and I'm glad that if, in fact, I was able to be a part of your life and didn't even know about it, that I touched somebody. So you're making me feel very good this, this day. I appreciate that. How are you're you? You're quite welcome. I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm happy. New record, new uh, new, new album coming out this summer, you know, after a, a departure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I felt like I needed Good old R&B, and I think I did it. And you know, I'm just floating, and people are loving it, and so I'm just rocking for old time's sake. <laughs> I hear, <laughs> love it, love it. You know, we've crossed paths throughout the years, and and I, I'm just like, it's funny. We never really had a conversation, but we've been in each other's company throughout the years. And the last time I saw you, I was at Will Downing's birthday party. Oh, yeah, that was a nice party, yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, we had a good, wow, wow, that's that's kind of amazing. It was a small world. That was a good party. I just spoke yeah, with Will the other day. Okay, yeah. yes. Now, let's talk about you. Many people okay. know of your music, and they know that they've seen you. Um, I mean, you have had an influence in radio, television, the movies. Even soap operas as well. Okay. How, oh, wow. you know that, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. I I am a fan. As I said earlier, to compare me to being a fan would be like putting champagne in the category of regular soda. I am a real fan. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's sweet. That's very nice. <laughs> so now how did you start out? Tell us a little bit about that. And when did you know that you had this gift? Well, I started out singing as a child, of course, in church. Um, uh, I live in Harlem. I, I still live in Harlem. Uh, it's, my, it's in my work, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And I decide I sing every Sunday in church. The minister used to always say, Come on up here, little Freddie Jackson, and sing. So every Sunday, I became a part of the attraction, uh, and uh, the church was really my first audience and my first stage. And my mother was like a stickler for me being 
good. So she was my first director. Her eyes directed me into the right notes. Okay. <laughs> so um, my mother was really my first uh, musical influence. My mother went into labor with me. Okay. That's excellent. Now, better have been able to do something my song, you know. So, but mm-hmm. um, I think I was born into singing uh, when I was in the war. You know, the, the I don't know, maybe who knows? Who knows? You know, they said it starts way before you, and so my mother sang a lot. So I think it started before I I even knew about it uh, or anything about it. But professionally, you know, after I started. Singing background for certain people like Harry Belafonte, uh, M2 Made, the Juicy Fruit album, Melba Moore, Evelyn King, uh, Howard Johnson, the song called Ooh, So Fine, uh, Glenn Jones, Show Me, you know. So I had my background stuff going on. And then someone put me in the studio on my birthday, October 2nd, 1983, 84, and I recorded the Rock Me Tonight album, and I've never had to look back since then. Mm, another thing we have in common, I'm a Libra also. <laughs> oh, wow, we got to be balanced. If we're not balanced, they better move out the way. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh-huh. Hello. Yes. I just said a word, didn't I? You want to leave us alone when we're not balanced. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, when you went from singing gospel to singing R&B, was there any kind of conflict with inside of you? Because I know some people, they wrestle with that. No, um, no, because, uh, you know, that's the church, and the church, your church lives inside of you. So um, I didn't, I didn't, you know, tussle with, oh, it's God, I'm not going to make it into heaven because now I'm thinking about give me J.C. Love and rock me to that for old times. sake. <laughs> you know, I'm a sinner, and I must be saved. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I believe that God does, gives you gifts. And you have to step out on your faith, but you just can't step out on your religion. So I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't tussle with it at all. As a matter of fact, um, each time before I go out on stage or I go in the studio to record, I, I say a prayer because I ask that God is in front of everything that I do. So um, what people hear and what people think and what they, uh, uh, when they me and my audience, they know that not only am I a secular uh, singer, but I am also a believer in God and in and Christ, and that um, what I do uh, for them, you know, God does even greater for me, and so I have to have that in my life, but uh, I've never left, um, I've never left being gospel, I mean, I go to church and I sing, but uh, my job you know, we all have to remember we have a job. Uh, I don't take much. Most people don't take their job to church. <laughs> you know, so when mm-hmm. I go to do my, when I go to uh, do my job, that's what it is. But I ask God, like all people should do, to, to put God in front of whatever job they're doing, and that's what I do. So it's not that much of a departure, and it was never that much of a departure. It's just that I separated the two. My job and my and my worship are two totally different things. Okay. Oh, that's good to know because I, you know, I've heard some people they really wrestled really hard with it, and they didn't seem like they were happy. But it seems like you love what you do so much, and it shows 
and everything that you've produced yeah. so you far. You know, I think and people ask me, when are you going to do a gospel album? And yes, I do think that there is a um, an allegiance when you should when you decide. This is just me. Everybody has their own walk in life. You know, when I choose to want and I feel that I'm really ready to deliver it the way I think it should be delivered, delivered without any mm-hmm. uh, rhyme or reason or without any questions about it. I think that my heart has got to be ready to to uh, to dwell in that. And mm-hmm. in order for me to do that, then that means that there are a lot of things and certain things that I think in my life, in my mind and heart, it has to be set and ready in order to embark on something like that. I don't play when it comes down to religion nor God. Um, how does it, is there a lot of pressure on you being like one of R&B's royalty to always keep ma- remaining relevant and coming back with more phenomenal songs like you've done in the past? You, you know, the, Trying to make it was easy. <laughs> trying to make painting is the hardest part, you know. You're like, okay, I'm here now. Now I got to keep beating up on myself to become better. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, I remember I was signed to the same record label with Miss, the infamous Miss Tina Turner, and I had a chance to go to see one of her shows. We were on Capitol Records, and you know they took me backstage, and you know she like, oh, you're the new guy, you're the new kid on the block. You know, and, you know, and she says, um, enjoy this time. Enjoy this moment because you will never, ever in your life feel like this again. And she was ever so right because the beginning you have is so much room to to make the mistakes and to, in, you know, to just be fresh and new. It's when mm-hmm. you get in there like 31 years now that people are, like, uh, dissecting and, you know, and got the uh, – the microscope on everything that you do, when it really becomes uh, a business and you have to almost compete with yourself to become better. And in the end that, you've got to just take your life experiences and make them better and use them for the betterment of what you're trying to move forward towards too. And right now my thing is trying to um, make this R&B um, Thing that we, that's that's happening to make it stronger once again. It is kind of mm-hmm. lackluster in style and in passion. And I took some time off to revisit my heart, and as well as I wanted people to. People are asking me, "What's wrong? What's up with it?" And I just think that it's just a little less attention given to it. And so that's why I gave this album, the Love Signals album, that's mm-hmm. the name of it, a lot of attention. P.O.T. Natural Born R&B Attention. Okay. Now, we're going to play the um, the EP from that particular Love Signals. But I wanted to ask you, how do you maintain your instrument? How do you keep your voice strong, you know, after all these years? Well, you know, I don't push my voice um, in unnecessary areas and places. Uh, and I, this I learned for you to have had the honor to work with such incredible people and before she passed Miss Natalie Cole you know we did a duet together a beautiful song called I Do and we spent a wonderful time in San Francisco in a little town called Tiburon with Mr. Nevada Michael Walden at his studio so Natalie and I really bonded and we were just talking about voices and things in our lives and she says Freddie gets to a point in your career where there's certain things that certain levels 
of your of your voice that you don't have to adventure into those because you've already sold it. So you've got to know when to pull back and when to give. And also, mm-hmm. the voice requires it, it is an instrument, so it requires rest. So. So even when you don't want to shut down, you got to shut it down because it's an instrument. So, you know, you can't, my mother used to say, don't light the candles at both ends. you got to know when to blow both of those, those ends out and go that, lay down or sit down somewhere because your instrument is what you enjoy the most. And I enjoy singing. When I'm not singing, I'm at my worst. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow those candles out and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Now, with you took a brief respite during that time. You sounds as if you were really being very introspective at looking at today's R and B. And from your perspective, what do you think happened? Well, the industry changed. Uh, record labels no longer, you know, was interested in artists. Maybe they were just. In the quick fix, or the six, give me a couple of months, and the record we have, we have a hit record, and then, you know, moving on. It's a constant uh, revolving door, and the attention I think that used to go into R&B music, such as uh, the Motown era. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That yeah. used to go into really stabilizing, strong, and making long longevity, giving artists longevity kind of like went out the window. So along with that came the quick fix R&B songs, and that's what they were, and some of them mm-hmm. are. And um, I'm just blessed to know that um, I came in a wonderful place where music still had uh, was referenced and had a reference, and still my music still lives today because to, right now uh, you got to hit it real hard Harder and hard, uh, just hope, hopefully, that hoping that you'll be able to get a year or two out of this because it's next, 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 and we don't remember the last great record from last year. But the wonderful thing that I have underneath my belt is somebody knows Rock Me Tonight, and somebody has gotten has gotten married to you are my lady, and somebody can testify to have you ever loved somebody, and somebody remembers a late night swing with Tasty Love, you know. So these are songs that still that are embedded in people right now. A lot of music is not being embedded in, into the heart and the soul of people anymore, and uh, that's that was my intention with this record. It's time for something to stick like glue. And I mm. hopefully I put this on the C D. Something that's gonna stick like glue. Because if not I didn't want to just make another record. I needed to have a reason to make a record and I think I I've concluded in that. Okay. Now you talked about this this particular song and um, that we're gonna play one night. Can you give us a little background mm-hmm. information on this song? On um, what one night? Yes, one night. Oh, one night. Uh, of course, written by Mr. Barry Eastman, who wrote uh, "You Are My Lady." I went back and got my magic, which was, which was Mr. Eastman. You know, he wrote "You Are My Lady" in the projects in Brooklyn. Although he's not in the projects anymore, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but. Um, 
point being is that I had to go back and reach and get my magic. And so our intention on this record in speaking with my manager, Mr. David Still, we said I, I said I want to make a record that almost feel like it's jukebox, jukebox music. We were in uh, some part of the South and uh, went into a gin joint almost, you know, Shaka Khan call them gin joints. We went into a little mm-hmm. gin joint, and uh, this place didn't even have windows. <laughs> it was such a gin joint. But they had a jukebox, and there was a guy leaning over at the jukebox, and he was just playing his favorite songs. And so he got wind that Freddie Jackson was in the jukebox joint. And he came over, he said, Freddie Jackson, you need to make another record for the jukebox. And so when I <laughs> left, I, I turned to that man, I said, I'm going to make you a record for the, for the jukebox. And so I wish I could be in touch with him because one night has a feel that says old time for old time's sake and just give me that one night. It feels like rock me tonight, but it's just one night I need right now. I don't want you to bring mm-hmm. a toothbrush. Just one <laughs> night. One <laughs> night. <laughs> so... I just wanted to go back in time, you know. I wanted, mm-hmm. I just wanted to feel that again, and I think music needs a good shot in the arm right now with just some good old laugh, happy, finger-snapping stuff, and I think that this one night gives all those elements, and I'm very proud of it. Okay, so I am going to now play one night for our listeners. So if you don't mind, I'm going to let it go. Let it go. All right.
We want more. We want more than one night, okay? We want more. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when you give you you're greedy now. See you just want uh-huh. more. <laughs> <laughs> give you a little bit now. No, 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 no. Where do you think you're going? Uh no, you gotta stay this next night. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well be loving and leaving me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> now with love signals, um, you you have some other songs on there as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what are those those songs? Do they represent something coming from within you that you tr- a message that you're well, trying to convey? Is, yeah, uh, well, love signals really is a message song. Everybody just automatically think that when they hear me say the word love, it's it's about. Um, tasty love kind of stuff But mm-hmm. this is a whole nother type of thing This is uh, I think that we need to send a little love Out across the world You know people are sending their children to fight war, Wars that are senseless um, Babies dying People dying All those people that just died last week or so I mean just senseless 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 Killings and bombings and stuff going on in the world. We're in such, we're in such a place of disarray. And uh, I think the sign of peace right now for every single one of us uh, is very important. We need to send that out, even when the government don't allow us to do that. We now are on our own to watch out for each other, no matter black, white, gay, straight, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. People need to come together and say, "I love you," not text it, but really. Tell somebody, I love you, I got your back, I care about you. We need to send more love signals. And I think if we do that, then we'll be, we'll be showing our own allegiance against the enemy, that we do love each other. We are strong people, and that we can send this signal out, and love always conquers all. And so that's what Love Signals is about. Now, on this CD, you know, I have a song about, um, I have a Save the Child Foundation. It's a song called Save the Child. And that's for the children that are being, you know, harmed and hurt unnecessarily and lack of attention. And all the proceeds uh, that are made from this album and that particular song, it's going to go to that foundation. Because we need to save the children right now. The children are in a mind of disarray right now. And I'm very concerned about that as well. Um, It's a few things on this album that I dug a little deeper into. Not, you know, I've told people for years, you know, how to make love, when to make love, it's time to make love, uh, it's time to help you put your love relation back together, right? <laughs> and I have that type of stuff on the CD, but I thought it was important for people to know exactly what I've been feeling for the last almost 10 years that I make a record. I, you know, unfortunately lost some incredible people in my family, in my life. You know, my life is just not lights, camera, action, but I... You know, I cry, I hurt, and I lose like everybody else. And so my heart has been uh, a little juggling with different emotions. These are some of the emotions. And I found my way. It's a song called Find My Way, written by a group that I've just discovered by the name of Jatan. And uh, Jatan is also my band uh, that's on the road with me. So they're giving me some young, fresh energy and also as well as keeping me up on my toes. I have to tell those guys, um, I'm not 22 anymore, slow down. 
But <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they're really keeping me up on my toes. They're rehearsing. We're getting ready for the one night tour that's going to go out. We, I have dates now, but we're going to officially go out and do the one night tour. You can get two okay. nights depending upon the contract, but mm-hmm. right now it says one night, and we're excited about delivering that in all of the cities, the one night tour. And mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm really ready to bring some soul back into the heart of show business. Oh, great. Excellent. And I'm looking at your tour dates, and this is a pretty grueling schedule. You oh, are going to be a... That's not even the one night tour. Those are the dates that I had before this oh. this this record came out, and I'm grateful. But mm-hmm. that's I'm just now gonna start preparing myself for this one night tour because once that happens, I keep a suitcase packed. So okay. <laughs> um, oh, you know, okay. but that's what time it is, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, that and I'm looking forward to it, you know, to, to a limit because. Touring can be very hard. It's not as easy as what people think it is because it really isn't your time. But, uh, you know, this is important to me. So it's almost like I'm going out as an advocate to uh, help save something that I think is important so it's worth it. Oh, oh, that is that is so, so, so sweet, sweet, sweet. Now, mm-hmm. what do you do in your downtime because you have a lot going on? And what does Mr. Jackson do to relax and unwind? Oh, well, I love, I'm a television hauling. My biggest bill is my cable bill. <laughs> I mean, I can see all the commercials that's on TV, you know, you know, because I come from a world of doing jingles, so I love commercials. But I, I love the new cable shows. Anything that says investigative ID and who murdered who and uh, neighbors next door killing each other and all that. You know, I'm a fiend for all that stuff. You know, I keep my I keep my TV on the ID channel. You know, I mean, I'm just okay. loving it. The snap, all the whole thing. You know, <laughs> he was crazy. Didn't she? I'm just a TV hound. Um, I love to watch TV, but then I also love to cook, and my friends love to. Love my culinary skills. So I cook for me and my friends, and um, I don't read as much as I used to, but I do like reading. Um, but I, you know, I I like to walk. I'm a, I do walk. I don't exercise that much, although I've lost 107 pounds. And I, yes. You know, I died. I, yeah, I dieted for three years, but I've been off of my diet now for 12 years. So I'm like, you know. I'm, I'm not living to eat anymore. I'm eating to live. And okay. my whole eating adjustment, yeah, has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to catch myself because sometimes I still eat like I'm on a diet. Uh, but uh, but I'm, I'm getting better. I, I mean, I could use about 10 more pounds now. But mm-hmm. what can I do? I'm on this regimen. I'm, I'm almost a vegan, to be honest with you, because sometimes I just don't miss certain things like I used to. But, you know, I uh, I just enjoy the chill out time, the private space, you know, um, mm-hmm. movies and theater. I'm a theater holic. I just saw Glitch Close and you know and on Broadway and and Noah Desmond's role. I just enjoy that stuff like that. I love theater, so I'm kind of vast. I'm not so much of a sports fanatic until it comes to the finals, so that's when I love the Super Bowl and the playoffs and all of that stuff, when it gets to the finals. But oh. I'm a kind of practicing guy. 
Okay. I keep it. You know, I keep it real. Okay. We, we have yeah, time think- for one final question. No, well, we're good. I mean, I'm grateful for the time that he was able to share with us. I just need to know how people can keep in touch with him. You know, where can they find him if they need to want or want to know more? Well, I'm, I'm on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, uh, FreddieJacksonJackson.com, uh, where my tour dates are, and uh, uh, you can Twitter me and, and email and all the stuff like that, and we get and I get back to you, you know, um, Everything social media right now, basically, we're definitely on it because I want people to know to know about this one night single and this um, love signal album. So uh, okay. we're all over everywhere. Okay, great. I just want to tell you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time out to join us and let us get to know you better. It was such an amazing oh, and I wonderful experience. Thank you thank so you. much, and you keep me in your heart. I will definitely be well. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, everyone, as you know, that was the amazing, amazing, amazing Freddie Jackson. And if you are anything like me, I just adore his music. I love his music. His music has gotten me out of some relationships, got me in some relationships, got me in some serious trouble in relationships. But all in all, his music has touched my life, and I'm sure his music has touched other lives as well. And... As you can tell, based on this particular interview, he's more than just a singer. He's more than just an artist. He is a person who cares about his environment, the people in his environment. And all the things that he's doing in regards to his music is his way of showing us love. And for that, we are immensely grateful for what he has given us in the form of his art and his love. And... I would also just like to let you know how important it is to follow your dreams and believe in yourself because you are able to follow your destiny much like what he's doing. He is an example of what it looks like to do what you love and love what you do. So as I always tell each and every one of you, you know, you have to go in a direction that you need to go in. Don't follow someone else's path because their destiny is different than yours. So always, always. Be good to yourself. Take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot help anybody else. And most of all, just enjoy life. On that note, I'm going to tell each and every one of you, have an amazing weekend. Enjoy your Resurrection Sunday and be well. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. For more content, visit us at thecocoexpressshow.com, blog.com.